Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, my featured guest is Mark Guberti. He's a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author with over 10, 100,000, I almost messed that up, 100,000 <laughs> students in over 180 countries enrolled in his online courses. He's the host of the Breakthrough Success podcast and radio show where listeners learn how to achieve their breakthroughs. He coaches content creators on how they can attract more traffic to their content and boost their revenue. But as you know, BC Nation, this show isn't all about just winning in business. This show is about winning in life, your spiritual life particular. Like how do we bring God into your business? How do you integrate both of them? Why do you need to have God at the door of your business? And then you're showing up just chasing the money, the success, or just working the nine to five grind, but leaving God out of the struggle. So we're going to talk about some of these things and we're going to get into Mark's story and what God's been up to in his life. You can find him at markguberti.com. Let me spell that for you. Mark, M-A-R-C, Guberti, G-U-B-E-R-T-I. So that's markguberti.com. You could go find him there. Mark, welcome to the show. Welcome to Broken Catholic. Uh, go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Uh, Joseph, it is such a pleasure to be on your show, and I feel like we covered a lot of ground already because, uh, like, I mean, there's just, I feel like there, it'd be more beneficial if we just dive right into it because I feel like that's just a basis of who I am. I think people just want to see more of the value we can provide than, like, two more minutes of who I am. I love it. All right, so let's get the business out of the way. Check. Let's yeah. get into personal, <laughs> personal life, my friend. All right. Uh, walk us really briefly. Let's go back in time, childhood. Um, were you raised with a faith, with a religion, a specific denomination? Walk us through that journey um, and then uh, bring us to present day as far as your spiritual journey, your faith journey. Uh, so I've always been Roman Catholic. I've been in altar service since fourth grade and I still do it to this day. So uh, I definitely take the, uh, my faith very seriously. Uh, it's one of those things you can always go to regardless of like, you know, like what kind of trouble you're dealing with or like circumstances that faith really serves as your anchor. So uh, like I was like, my family was very faithful, always Roman Catholic and uh, just like faith was something that I taught to me at a very early age. And I've had that as an anchor that I could always go to. So um, like to this day, it's just something I continue doing. It's one of those things. Uh, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. So I just continue to uh, be faithful. 
Got it. And I read on your blog before I came on the show, you quote, getting to where I am now was not an easy journey. I am one of the lucky people who has extraordinary parents. Yep. My mom helped me get through a life-threatening sickness, and my dad cheers me on at all of my track meets. I came a long way through my personal life before I was able to start my journey. So I really like that you put that out there and you give credit where credit is due. You give it to your parents. And yeah. so many of my listeners, uh, you know, they haven't had great parents, right? And they, they haven't had that solid foundation that you've had. But let's get into that a little bit. And where would you say, what, what's the biggest thing that your parents instilled in you that has served you? Uh, through the struggles of life into present day and the man you are now? Um, well, faith has been a big part. I mean, we literally go to church every single Sunday. So I'd say faith is a big part. Another big thing is, uh, uh, the big thing was, uh, it didn't matter if you were perfect at something or if you didn't do it as well. As long as you could look at yourself and you could say, I did the best I possibly could. So the idea of like always giving your full effort, not holding anything back and like, one of like this goes to faith because one of my favorite things from the Bible is uh, that story where it's like, you know, the person has, I'm not sure if I'm butchering the numbers, but I feel like I'm getting the majority of this right. Five talents, two talents and one talent. And it's the people who use them, who are able to multiply them, who, you know, it's like a good job, but the person who buries it and doesn't use that full potential, uh, you know, gets treated roughly. So uh, I think it's, uh, you should really try your best in everything you do and, like always strive to do better. So that's a big thing I got for my family. That's a huge lesson, right? And how old are you now? 21. Yeah. And I only bring that up because you're young, right? Like if you were 40, I wouldn't ask how old you are, right? But 21, it, it gives context to my listener. And BC Nation, I want you to get, here's a 21-year-old who's building a successful business empire who still keeps God very much into his life, involved in his life and his business. Like that's extraordinary, meaning it's not an everyday ordinary thing you see in a lot of our young people. So I want you to be encouraged and inspired that there are good young men and women out there that are putting God first in their life. So uh, Mark, I really want to go um, into the personal challenge, the struggle, the life-threatening sickness. And I know there's not much you remember about that because of the, the situation and circumstances, but paint my audience, my listeners, a uh, picture of that. What age were you? What happened? What was the life-threatening uh, sickness? Uh, I was around two and I just got really sick. So uh, I mean, a lot of like, allergies took their part because, you know, I'm allergic to so many different things. And when you're younger, you're more like, you know, sensitive to like a food allergy. Like right now, if I, you know, like corn, something I'm allergic to, like I'll get sick, but it won't be life-threatening or anything like that. Uh, but it's just like a lot of different allergies really taking their toll. And uh, then I just recovered. I mean, I, again, I don't know the whole part of that. Like I was two and my memory wasn't sharp at all at that time, but that's just a really basic overview. Okay, got it. So, and I really get that. Uh, illnesses that would not be life-threatening now, they were back then because you were two years old, your immune system is still forming. It can't really protect itself, right? Right. So I get that. All right, bring it to present day though. Uh, allergies, allergic uh, reactions, all that stuff. Uh, do you have a, would you consider you have a lot more than the average or ordinary yes. person? Yes. Um, yes. Give us 
like paint us a picture of what life is like with all that struggle. Cause that sounds like a struggle to me. I mean, you, you just find different foods that kind of act as substitutes. So I wouldn't consider it a struggle. Funny thing though, I'm allergic to so many different things. Like uh, we don't have enough time on this episode to talk about my food allergies. Funny thing though, I am not allergic to peanut butter or any nuts and I'm allergic to metal on my face for too long. So like <laughs> I wore glass, I wore glasses that were metal. So they were like this and the skin would get all crusty. So people would ask me like if I got into fights because I literally looked like I had like red, like all over my eyes and people actually think I was like fighting every night or something like that, just because of the metal reaction. Look at that Mark Guberti fight club right here. <laughs> Love it. So I get that. So like the, the metal reaction on your glasses was yeah. causing like black eyes, you know, in a way. All right. So the reason why I bring up food allergies and allergies in general is not because I want to discuss that. I want to discuss what's it like um, what do you do with the struggle, right? Because my listener, we've all struggled, right? There's, we struggle with the same things. The situations may be different. Yours is food allergies or other uh, reactions, but the feelings within, within us all, as we go through those struggles are the same feelings of hopelessness, yeah. feelings of beat upness. Will this ever change? Why me? Why can't I just live an ordinary life like everybody else? Go there for a second. Have any of these feelings uh, and emotions shown up and which ones particularly when i was younger uh the food allergy thing bothered me a lot more because you know everyone's eating their candy and cupcakes and you know i can't have cupcakes on a birthday thing that they do at school so uh like it doesn't bother me now the food allergy because i've adapted and stuff like that but it definitely looking back it was definitely uh it was like you know why can't i eat this or something like that so i would say the way i came uh through the struggle is I looked for a different way to approach the problem and I just accepted it because I, I think there's some people who say like, you know, if you eat enough of the food, you grow like an immunity to it. But uh, I don't feel like that's something that you should be trying to do if you have a viable substitute. So uh, instead of like, uh, you know, like thinking about it, letting it dwell that this struggle is there, look for a way around the struggle, look for a way to continue to be happy, continue to do all these great things that you want to do while accepting that the struggle is there. Uh, because when you accept that, you just acknowledge it's there. It may be something you cannot change because I know that some people have like deeper struggles, like relationships and things like that may not be going their way. So I would just accept it as it is and then work from the foundation to see what next steps you take. BC Nation, I think that's great advice from Mark here. And this is like when you think of, uh, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12-step program, this is like their step one or step two, I forget which step it is, but it's, it's acknowledge you have a problem. That's the first step to finding a solution. You got to admit, hey, I got a problem and face it, but don't, you know, run from it and, and don't like let the fear consume you. Face it and be like, okay, this isn't working. What do I want? What do I want to create? How do I find a workaround? Like Mark is saying, I think that's great. Mark, I want to go here. Um, how did God play into all of this? Did God show up in this? Like, what did you do with, you know, I get the human advice. You're giving some good human advice. Hey, here's a practical thing, except you have it. And then like find a workaround. But what about God? Like, did you take this to prayer? Was there any anger at God during this time? Uh no anger just because like you know i've been like very uh, faith oriented and 
I feel like anytime you think about a struggle, like for me, it could be food allergies, going like some more of like modern struggles. Like, you know, if you're working on the business or uh, I've got a lot of different things moving around, you've got this big thing, it's taking a lot of time, something like that, that I feel like is more relatable to more people. Uh, there are a lot of people who are in worse situations. So uh, I always like when I have that kind of situation, instead of getting angry, I'm grateful that this is my challenge instead of something that could be a lot more dire. Uh, so, but when it comes to, uh, you know, like I'm planning a virtual summit or I'm about to launch a new book, I always pray that it goes well. Now you got to do more than pray for things to happen. But if you do the work and you do the prayer, I definitely believe that it helps. And in prayer, like prayer is also a reflection. You reflect on like what you need, what you want, different things you're aiming for. So if you say like, please help me with the summit, for instance, and you're thinking about the summit more often and your subconscious is able to go to work. So uh, it's ability to just like offer it up, uh, have your subconscious working and really get clear on what you're focusing on because it's not like you're praying for everything to go your way. It's usually just a few key things and you know where to focus your time. Got that. So how do you know, for example, this virtual summit, how do you know this is God's will for your life? The very thing that he wants you to be working on, because obviously a virtual summit is not one of God's major concerns. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> that, right? so how do you know it's aligned with his will and his timing for your life? Uh, for me, it's, hmm, I mean, that's a, yeah, I got to think about that one because like, we're so used to just like go, go, go and do the work and pursue all these different projects. Uh, how does it really relate though? I mean, I would just say if you can measure it by the level of, you know, if you're enjoying it and you're doing good work, I feel like that's something that he would want you to do. Uh, so if I feel like it's all about impact and like, that's what the Bible is all about impacting people. Uh, you know, there's a lot more to it than that, but I feel like that's a very basic nutshell version of it. So if you're positively impacting people, I feel like that is his work. Okay, got that. And I, I appreciate that, right? And I really want to go here because I think this is something we wrestle with is are we, when we pray to God, are we looking at God as more a genie in the sky and saying, Lord, okay, here's what I'm up to. Please right. bless it, right? Rather than saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? What shows up for you in that? Uh, I, I mean, I definitely like that idea, just like looking around. And I feel like if you uh, are just more conscious about like, you know, more attentive to different signs that pop up, even if it's something that you may not like, if, if you have a gut feeling that this is what he wants you to do, but you're resistant to it because, you know, it's something you don't want to do, uh, that it's something that you just want to think about. Why are you resistant to something when you feel like you should be pursuing that course of action so um i mean I, I do understand like you know like offering it up as if he's a genie or something like that that he makes all of it happen that's why i said earlier like you know you want to uh pray and work uh towards what you're praying for uh but if you are if you feel like you're supposed to take this path and you are resistant to it ask yourself why and just keep exploring that feeling uh, and maybe you eventually, like, you don't want to force yourself to do something just because you feel like it's the right choice. You want to get there on your own and want to do it. Mm. 
I, I like where you took that, uh, you know, because you, you did the almost the opposite perspective. If it's something you're resisting rather than something you're wanting or desiring on your own, could be just your plan or scheme, but may not be what God wants for you, right? And then you brought it to, well, hey, if God puts a prompting in you to go do something that you see is good, impactful, serves his kingdom, but there's some kind of resistance within you, you may want to sit with that resistance and say, hey, what's going on here? And I'm going to use a very specific example. When I started my spiritual coaching business, I, I did not want to do spiritual coaching, like straight out. But there was this desire. And it wasn't just a desire within my heart or prompting there. Um, it was people external for me were saying, hey, you should do this. And several people are saying this. And I'm like, why? I, I don't want to do that. Why are random people telling me I should go do spiritual coaching? And so that's an ex a specific example. And when I sat with, why am I being resistant to this? And then took it to prayer, like you're saying, Mark, and said, God, is this your will for me? Because if it is, I'll do it. I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't really want it. But if it's your will, then confirm it this way. And I asked for specific confirmations. And then sure enough, God delivers, right? And he gave me the specific confirmations. And I was kind of like, on the inside, Mark, I was like, darn it. You know, like, ah, why did he have to confirm that? I don't want to do it. But then as I started to do it and do the work, like you said, I started to see I really enjoy it. And right. I see the impact. I see the talents. You mentioned the talents. Uh, I see the gifts and talents God's put in me, the wiring, the pre-wiring uh, being used. And, and it feels good, right? When you start to impact other people's lives through what God put in you. So that you, you really get you're not the source of it, but it's God working through the abilities he put in you. So thank you for going there. Like, what's the big thing, the big vision um, maybe that you see right now for your life that God has planned for you? And maybe it involves the virtual summits, or maybe it's this idea that's just big on the outside that maybe you're resisting. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but what, what's that bigger vision that you see right now that God wants to move in your life? I definitely believe it's the virtual summits because I really enjoyed the interview format and I really enjoyed just doing the evergreen launch format that I'm doing for virtual summits. So for me, that's what I feel like would be the main thing. I mean, I feel like I'm able to impact a lot of people uh, based on view time and watch time and stuff like that. It's like pretty obvious people are watching my virtual summit stuff like percentage of the video more than like anything else I'm putting out there like there are actually people who watch like an entire 40 minute video uh for the virtual summit while that's uh not as common for me to find on other places where I'm putting my videos so I feel like that's the path for me right now I get that it's almost like a low-hanging fruit it's like hey this is the one that's working best maybe I should invest more time into this and expand and multiply it is that about right yep all right. I really get that. So, you know, attracting more traffic and, you know, helping people boost their revenue, not really like, you know, a biblical, like, Hey, here's what God wants you to go work on. So how do you connect the two? And, and that's not a challenge. It's, I really want to see how your mind like um, builds the bridge within that, that, you know, the material earthly success and then being up to God's work and God's kingdom. Well, I love in the Bible how they talk about money and there's like different ways that they talk about money. One of the most common things here is money is the root of all evil. 
but there is a different twist to that. I believe it's, I don't, I haven't read this particular part of the Bible, but uh, it's not money being the root of all evil. It's the use of money uh, used incorrectly by the wrong people being the root of all evil because uh, money, if you make more money, it allows you to, you know, it, it gives you more choices. It gives you the ability to impact more people. Like uh, if you're making like, if you've got like a hundred billion dollars sitting in there, that's a lot of money you could put into something like Facebook ads or something like that, where your content is reaching and impacting more people. So I believe that by helping people make more money, it allows their messages to reach more people. And so I'm directly impacting the person I'm helping as a client. And I'm also indirectly helping the people who that person is able to now reach out to because of the advice I gave them. So, I mean, I feel like the, like, Money in the Bible is a really fascinating topic. I've not read enough about it, but I definitely love the way they talk about money. It's really fascinating. You know, when I was a little boy, I used to uh, read that part of the Bible, that specific uh, verse. And what I read was money is the root of all evil. And I created limiting beliefs around that. And then a poverty mindset, like it was wrong for me to make money. So I would always self-sabotage once I hit a certain income bracket, I would self-sabotage and make it all crash and fall, not knowing I was actually doing it because I, I associate it's wrong, it's evil. But that's not actually the quote or the verse in the Bible. It's the love of money or the obsession of money is the root of all evil, where it consumes you. Right. Dad. And I think that's what you're speaking to. Um, and that's where we get into trouble. BC nation is that love of money. So Mark, um, where does God show up in your business? How do you bring them into your business? How do you bring them to your audience, to your customers? Um, what does that look like specifically? Uh, I would just say through the valuable content and valuable content, it's different things like uh, I mean, for my audience, they would love to hear like, you know, a whole thing about how to do a virtual summit, get speakers, monetize that. Uh, but that's not as appropriate for your audience because we're more focused on a spiritual conversation versus one more about, you know, let's make money through virtual summits. So uh, I provide value that my audience wants. And um, I feel like that's the best way to explain it. Got it. Do you mention God at all? Uh, not your really, uh, but like I, uh, you're a broken Catholic. So like, uh, like people listening are Catholic or like they're thinking about it or something like that. Like me, like, I don't know what religion my people is, my people are. So <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say one thing then like, you know, anger a lot of people. Got it. You know, in marketing, that could be the very thing that really blows it out of the water, right? Is where you, you become disruptive with your content. Is it really you- good or really bad? Exactly, right? Because it gets people to choose a side. And it doesn't have to be a faith denomination, right? And just to clarify, my listeners aren't Catholic or wanting to be Catholic. I have Protestants that listen to the show. I have atheists that listen to the show. And I have angry atheists that listen to the show because they're waiting for me to say something that that really pisses them off, right? So that they can make me wrong again. Um, And either way, it's polarizing. So, uh, Okay. Thank you for that. All right. Let's get into, uh, you know, the show goes so fast, dude. You know how it is being a podcaster and and you get great content and you just, you want to go deeper, but you can't. So uh, BC Nation, we're speaking with Mark Guberti. You can find him at markguberti.com. That's markguberti.com. He's also the host of 
Breakthrough Success Podcast. Go check out his show. He's 22 years old. He's building businesses, building empires. And what's most important, what I find it freaking awesome and fascinating is that he keeps God very close to his heart, right? His faith is important to him. And though his medium or his channel doesn't um, warrant him speaking about God out outwardly to his audience because they're coming to him for something else, you know, the man that's showing up in that content is a faith-filled man. So there's two different approaches. You could do it like me, where God is in your content, or you can do it like Mark, where uh, you're in your content and God is in you. Is that a good way to say it, Mark? Yeah, that's perfect way, actually. I like that a lot. Awesome, brother. All right, Mark, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. This is where I'm going to ask you 12, uh, 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't right. overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yep. All right, Mark, what's your favorite thing about God? Oh, uh, yeah, this is going to be more than three seconds. Just how much he loves us. Got it. What's your least favorite thing? I look over that stuff. Come on. What's your least favorite thing about God? Uh, we all got something. I, I got nothing. <sighs> I may come back to that. All right, you... all right, all right. Uh, bad things happening to good people. That's all I can think of. Thank you. That's real. What are you most afraid of? Yeah, this is this is not going to be three seconds. Uh, uh, I, I would, I mean, yeah. Well, I really we all have a secret fear. What are you most afraid of? Secret fear. I'm gonna do the Jeopardy music in a second. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All right, we're going We may come back. What did yeah, you? We may come back to that one. I normally ask, what did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? But Donnie, you're moving so fast. I, I, I could say video games. That is, I spent way too much time doing that. Okay, got it. What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, wow. Like how you relate to them, how they relate to you. What secret fear do you have about people? I don't know. BC Nation, man. I'm, I'm I, genuinely trying. I promise. Uh, it's <laughs> not coming out. <laughs> what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Um, I would say that he's forgiving because I feel mm -hmm. like sometimes like if I don't do something properly, I beat myself on it really hard. So that would be yeah. a good one. Got that. What's a new habit you want to form? Uh, I want to bike every day. I already have the running down. I want to bike. Awesome. What's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, getting to bed too late. Yeah, I got that one. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, determined, uh, faith-oriented. Does that count as one or is that two? All right, one. Uh, faith-oriented uh, and uh, implementer. Got it. And pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God or came to a maturity in your faith. I would say, I would just say willing to learn. Like I wanted to learn. I didn't know everything, but I just wanted to learn more about uh, spirituality and about business. Got it. Willing to learn. And last question, Mark, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends and your godly parents in the eyes and give them only one piece of advice. 
what would you say to them? Uh, you're all doing a great job. Keep it up. You're all doing a great job, BC Nation. Keep it up. Good words. Any final wisdom, Mark? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Uh, I would say uh, it, it just really boils down to reflection because, you know, it's not like uh, unless we're lucky and we're in this time frame, it's not like there's going to be a chariot that comes down from the sky with Elijah in it. Uh, so I would just say reflect with yourself and uh, sort of like a meditation, but uh, you don't have to, you know, do the uh, thing with your hands. But I would just say it comes down to reflection, asking yourself questions about your faith and really getting an idea of how you feel uh, and how God has shown up in your life. BC Nation, go sit with God and go sit with yourself. That's how you discover who you are. You need to know who God made you to be. Well, who you need to ask. You can't just look within for answers you don't have, can you? If you could, you would have those answers already, right? Of course not. So you got to go sit with the one who created you. And if you need help along the way, well, that's what I do, spiritual coaching. If you'd like to jump on a spiritual clarity call with me, complimentary, and get clearer about what is, what is it that you want in your life right now, and we'll see if we want to work together, then go to josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities, josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Mark Uberti, you're a rock star. BC Nation, go check him out at markuberti.com. Mark, do you have any, uh, any call to action or any uh, freebie or offer for uh, BC Nation right now that you want to give them? I'm putting you on the spot. But. <laughs> uh, so for people who want to make money with their content, head over to contentmarketingsuccesssummit.com. Uh, that is an evergreen summit, something I specialize in. We currently, I, I'm, doing, I'm in the middle of doing my sixth live summit right now. We have four summits that are already in the evergreen phase. Uh, Content Marketing Success Summit being one, Profitable Podcasting Summit being another. But I mean, I don't want to go through the whole list, but like basically like those are some places where you can see my work. All right, BC Nation, go get some of Mark's work. Get involved, get connected with this guy. He's young, he's powerful, and he's making impact in the world. Mark Uberti, thanks for being on Broken Catholic. Have a blessed day, my friend. My pleasure, Joseph. Thanks for having me. Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.